Welcome back to the Read the Roster podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Reed. And this is going to be our week seven review of the NFL along with our week eight preview. Uh, we're going to jump right into this thing here in a minute. Please check out the show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Read the roster. Send us questions. Send us your thoughts as these games unfold. We want to interact with as many people as possible. Ask us questions. All that. Yeah, let's just jump into this thing, man. Uh you and I kind of got cut off uh, mid-thought here a second ago. Uh, but Brees Hall going down, huge, huge, huge loss for the Jets. I think he's been kind of instrumental to what they've been doing the first half of the season. Uh, really hope he bounces back full strength. And him and Javante Williams going down has really broken my heart. I hate seeing these young guys with so much potential going out with, with big-time injuries. I know ACLs aren't the same as they were you know, 10 years ago. And a lot of these guys are able to bounce back. Look at Nick Chubb. But just really going to be praying that these guys can come back full strength because the league needs running backs like that. Yeah, I just like to see such a young guy get hurt like that. And not just because he was on my fantasy team, but because he's playing like one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, I think he was playing top eight potential, especially with another running back like Michael Carter in the backfield with you and you're still dominating like that just proves how much talent you do have. And like you said, I mean, he's instrumental to what the Jets were doing. He's really been kind of carrying that team. I don't know where they go from this with him getting hurt. I think it's a huge blow. I know they just got James Robinson with trade and stuff like that, but he's definitely – I love James Robinson, but I don't think he's the running back that Brees Hall is. So it's going to be interesting to see how well this team can still get moving without Brees Hall and see if Zach Wilson can kind of play up to the challenge. Uh, just kind of some high points, uh, things me and you have noticed. <laughs> Packers losing again to the, a team like the Commanders. In my opinion, I think Taylor Heineke should have that job. I, I'm not a big fan of Carson Wentz. I don't care what people say. Uh, but Packers going down again. This team looks rough. And like me and you said before, I think Aaron Rodgers, knowing he doesn't have Devontae Adams out there, he doesn't trust this receiving core, and they refuse to get Aaron Jones involved, who is their best offensive weapon right now. I think you're just going to see more of the paint, the more of the same with this Packers team. And I just don't see there's any way that they beat the Vikings in their matchups going forward. It's been really sad to see how far the Packers have fallen in just one offseason. I think it's just kind of a combination of things that you've just seen years and years and years. Just the Packers' unwillingness to help out Aaron Rodgers. I get you have Randall Cobb, who he's loved for a long time. You still have Alan Lazard. You get Christian Watson. You have Robert Tunyon. You have Aaron Jones. You have A.J. Dillon. But they are not superstars as far as Christian Watson's not a superstar yet. I don't know if he could be. But He's just not that right now. Robert Tunyon is not that good of a tight end. I'm sorry. I know he's a great personality. He's probably a great guy. He's just not a great tight end. He's been basically unheard of the whole entire season except one game where he got over 70 yards maybe or something like that. It's just really sad to see. And like you said, with the unwillingness to get Aaron Jones involved, you're just not going to win football games. They gave away Corey Lindsley. They're – an all-pro center. David Bakhtiari's been unhealthy after he's had a few all-pro a few all-pro years. He's basically been 
hurt a game healthy a few games hurt four games i mean his health has just been absolutely atrocious their defense is nothing special it's just crazy to see how far the packers have fallen when you have a back-to-back mvp on your team buccaneers go down 21-3 to the panthers after they get rid of christian mccaffrey uh you and I are watching the Bucks right now play the Ravens, and you know they're up ten to three. But it's just man, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. Just definitely not the same Bucks team. Definitely not the same Tom Brady. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. It just sucks to see. It's crazy to see, but I know he's had a tumultuous off season, and like maybe we were talking about it earlier. Maybe he can get back to form if when all this stuff kind of blows over but he is 45 at the end of the day i'm it's not going to get much better i know he's the goat and it's hard to say otherwise but most people can't beat father time and he's done it for so long i just i think it's starting to catch up with him and i just don't see how much more positive it can get from here on out giants get the jaguars giants are just a one-loss team, man. This is crazy. Uh, really impressive for the Giants. I think their schedule is going to get a lot more difficult here going forward, so it'll be interesting to see how they're able to keep up the success. But you and I have said over and over again, this guy, this is a unit that's playing like a team. The Giants won it. They're playing hard for day ball. They're playing together. And, again, with what we're seeing out of the Broncos, as they the Broncos drop to the Jets, even with Brees Hall going down, you can't just buy success. This Giants team is not superstar loaded. Saquon Barkley is back to his old self. Uh, it's really been nice to see the Giants start off this way. Yeah, it's just great to see a team playing like an actual team. I think it just shows what you can do when you play together, play for each other. I know they just traded away Kadarius Tony, who or which blows my mind because this offense is struggling for wide receivers anyway. But I think they love what they have in Wondell Robinson. He played a pretty big part in their win over the Jaguars. Like you said, it's huge to see Saquon back because I think he's one of those guys that if you give him the touches, he's an Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, that type of guy. He can make it through the passing and the running. That's why you drafted him second overall a few years ago. And, I mean, they've drafted well. They've signed well. Defense is playing pretty good. They've bolstered the offensive line. Daniel Jones is playing horrible and turning the ball over five times a game. So if they can keep running with Saquon and let Daniel Jones kind of be a game manager, who knows what they could do. The next thing I wanted to mention is the two NFC over AFC wins that really, really shocked me. And that's the Seahawks over the Chargers and the Bears over the Patriots. That'll kind of wrap up our week seven thoughts. The Seahawks getting the win over the Chargers. I know the Chargers defense is missing a lot of key pieces, but Justin Herbert still is out there. My only thing, though, Mike Williams goes down, and who else went down? J.C. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, that's two huge losses. The Chargers just can't seem to to stay healthy. It seems like this, this is what always happens to the Chargers. They get a little bit of hope, and then key pieces just go down. I hate it for them. They were one of my dark horse Super Bowl contenders, and now they've got a fight with J.C. Jackson probably out for the year and Mike Williams out for a significant amount of time on top of Keenan Allen being out. 
you're down Rashawn Slater, you're down Joey Bosa. This just is not the team you thought you were going to start out with. So really tough go for the Chargers. I hate it for them. But the Patriots just got their butt whooped. There's no way around that. You just got demolished at home by the Bears. You you got to think. I mean, I know what the Patriots did last year, but is Belichick really all that in a bag of chips, or was he riding the coattails of Brady? I, this is this is this is embarrassing. I mean, Geno Smith and Seahawks have been playing out of their minds. I, nobody really expected it. But, I mean, he's been playing crazy good. He's having this team play together. They're doing what they need to do to win. And it's honestly just really impressive to see. Um, There's really no other way to put it. Uh, Definitely didn't expect this. I thought after Russell Wilson left, I thought they were going to be trash can. I didn't think anybody would get the ball to DK, Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett down the field. But they've been playing. They've been winning football games. So, it's been great to see. I love Justin Herbert. And like you said, it sucks that this team just can't stay healthy because, like you said, their division is the best in the NFL. Loved them to make a playoff push. They just haven't been able to do it since Justin Herbert's really been there, like you said, with injuries and stuff like that. They've never been healthy for an entire season. Austin Eckler's playing out of his mind. Justin Herbert didn't play that well against the Seahawks, but I think he's still a top five quarterback in the league. And the thing with the Patriots, it just goes back to your hatred of Mac Jones. He's just not a good quarterback. Bailey Zappi didn't play well. You just don't have that superstar quarterback in Tom Brady anymore to where you can make guys like Chris Hogan and Julian Edelman and – Eric Decker and Wes Welker. Wes Welker and people like this, you can't make them all pro wide receivers with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I love Bailey Zappi. He went off at Western Kentucky, but he still played at Western Kentucky. Mac Jones, still not a good quarterback in my opinion. It's, they're just not Tom Brady. You can't turn these guys into Super Bowl wide receivers. I mean, not Super Bowl, wide, all pro wide receivers. You don't have a Gronk out there. This defense is okay. It's not great. You don't have the staples that you normally do. Matt Judon's your best player on defense. I think Devin McCourty's still there, but he's like 35 years old now playing safety. He needs to hang it up. This could be Bill Belichick. He probably needs to hang it up. He's probably getting in his 70s probably, late 60s, something crazy like that. I think it's just a culmination of multiple different things, and I think we're finally – Finally, finally, finally starting to see the Patriots dynasty coming to an end. So we're going to dive right in now to week eight. You and I will kind of save our thoughts on Ravens Bucks here at the end. Like I said, right now it's halftime. Bucks are up 10 to three. Ravens don't look good. Bucks honestly don't look good, but we'll save the rest of that for the end. There's not, like I said, before with four teams being off and us being able to kind of rattle through these, we'll just kind of move through them quick and see what we see what we got going forward. So first game out in London, Broncos, Jags. Jags actually started the year pretty well, uh, kind of fizzled out. But with the way the Broncos are playing right now and ETN kind of having a much 
better outing last week. I think the Jags have everything they need to make this success, make this a successful game for them. The Jags are London's team. They've played there the most, so they're the most comfortable with this change. Uh, with the Ray, way Russell Wilson's playing and the Jags defense able to step up at times the way that it does, uh, I'm 100% going Jags here, not thinking twice about it, and they are favored. And you might even see a lot of Jaguars fans here to where it kind of seems like a home-field environment for them. So, again, give me the Jaguars. I would say the Jaguars pretty easy with the Broncos being as bad as they have been. Russ is coming off an injury. I think he might still be banged up. I don't even I think he is playing in this football game, but he is coming off an injury. Didn't play last didn't play last week. It's just not a good th- not a good sight for the Broncos. They're even looking away, looking to trade away Bradley Chubb, who is their best pass rusher. Patrick Sartain is playing like one of the best corners in the NFL. Because he is. Justin Simmons playing okay. I don't think he's back to the all pro safety level that people had him at a few years ago. Their offense just can't do anything with the playmakers that they do have on that side of the football. Like you said, Javante Williams went down a few weeks ago with an ACL. So I just have to take the Jags, even though I'm not super crazy about them. Trevor Lawrence hasn't played well after the first few games. Travis Etienne has come on and played crazy the past few games, but their wide receivers are still kind of a scary point with Christian Kirk being your number one. James Robinson is now gone, so can Travis Etienne kind of carry that full workload? We'll get to see it for the first week uh, since James Robinson has been gone. So give me the Jags and a very interesting one. Next, we got Steelers on the road at Eagles. Uh, Steelers actually – showed a pretty good amount of fight against their uh, Monday night matchup against the Dolphins. Uh, this Eagles team's just on fire right now, and they're playing at home. Uh, I actually think the Eagles will get this one pretty easy. The Steelers' offense is just too discombobulated for me right now. Uh, the defense, I just don't think, is going to be able to contend with this rushing attack for the Eagles. They're favored by 11. I think they could probably win by more, but give me the Eagles easy. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty quick with this one. This Eagles' offense is really good. I know the Steelers' defense is pretty good, but I think they're just too much to handle. This Eagles' defense is crazy good. This Steelers' offense is not. And if you put the Eagles in front of some of the craziest fans in the world in Philly, I just don't think it's going to be pretty a pretty outlook for you. So give me the Eagles all day and give me Jalen Hurts big. Panthers on the road at Falcons. Uh, it, crazy enough, I think whoever wins this game – has a pretty good chance to to take kind of the stranglehold on the NFC South with the the way the Bucks are looking right now. You know the Falcons always play them tough. The Panthers already have a win over them. So without Christian McCaffrey, I just don't think there's enough for the Panthers to challenge the Falcons in this game. Falcons are playing at home. Mariota's playing well. They're getting it done on the ground you know they're still not involving Kyle Pitts and Drake London as much as you and I would like but if they do I think that just makes them even more of a reason to to take them in this game Uh, I just think there's too much on the side of the Falcons to really even give the Panthers consideration plus Baker Mayfield is still the quarterback last time I checked so uh, Falcons favored by four I don't think it gets you know too crazy I think Falcons probably win by 10 or so it's kind of a Seahawks situation Marcus Mariota is playing a whole lot better than what people thought he would. 
they're doing what they need to do to win football games, even though that's not involving Kyle Pitts and Drake London. They're still somehow winning football games. Cordell Patterson's still out, who I think was a huge part of that offense in the first few weeks. If their running backs can pick up the slack of where Cordell Patterson left off, I think the Falcons easily win this football game. They're getting Kyle Pitts a little bit more involved in the red zone, which I don't know why you haven't been his whole career. He's 6'6 and can jump like a freak, but hey, their coach is not me. But if their running backs can play somewhat up to Cordero Patterson's level, I don't think this is going to be a remotely close game. Panthers have looked absolutely atrocious. And like you said, getting rid of Christian McCaffrey, just not a good look. And just real quick before we move on to our next one, our buddy Jordan, uh, who listens to these as well, would kill me if I didn't mention how well the Falcons' defense is playing right now. No, A.J. Terrell is not playing to the same level he did last year. He is kind of taking a step back in that regard from his all-pro caliber season he had. I know he didn't get the nod, but he is still playing pretty decent, but it's like the rest of the defense has kind of stepped up in his stead. Uh, They're making a whole lot of plays to keep them in football games and a whole – reason why the Falcons started, you know, coming back, putting some points on the board last week against Cincy. So uh, just had to throw that out there real quick. Bears on the road at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by 10. What do you got? Give me the Cowboys. I know he didn't play well in his return back, but this is going to be Dak's second game. Getting back comfortable with C.D. Lamb. Tony Pollard's been playing great. Zeke actually hasn't been playing terrible. He's been playing I wouldn't say back to old Zeke, but I think I think he's been playing pretty decent. And of course, his defense is just Michael Parsons is crazy. Trevon Diggs is playing a whole lot better, I guess if you could say that than last year. He's lowered the interceptions, but I think his coverage is insanely better. And I hope Dak can put it all together because I do like Dak Prescott as a quarterback. But I know he's struggled from time to time. People kind of question him whether or not he can be that guy and if he's really deserving of the big contracts. And I just hope that he can come back and kind of put it all together because he has had a few pretty injury-riddled seasons the past few years. So if he can finally put it together and kind of show people that he's deserving of that QB1 nod, I think it will be big for him. For me, Dallas has Micah Parsons and Chicago has no one that can compare with that. So – uh, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Uh, Dallas wins by 10 easy. I know the Bears looked impressive on the road at the Patriots, but I do not think the Patriots are that good of a football team. And I think this is going to be an opportunity for Dak to kind of jump back on the train and start playing like he can. So with that, just chugging right along. Dolphins on the road at Lions. Uh, I really feel bad for this Lions squad. I like Dan Campbell as a coach, and I – with the way that they're playing right now, I think he gets let go at the end of the season. It's just real tough. You know, the injuries they had at the beginning of the season, it's hard to kind of fight through all that because they're finally starting to build some depth and some quality talent on this team. And then you kind of lose all that right in a row. Uh, Chark, Amonra, DeAndre, all going down at once. You know, you and I both talked about how the defense has stepped up a little bit uh, here recently. Akuda's starting to play a little bit better. And, you know, they did lose Frank Ragnow for a game or two, I believe. So that, I mean, it's just kind of all over the place for the Lions, unfortunately. Two came back last week, got off to a hard start, and then kind of cooled off pretty quick. I just think 
nobody's going to be able to take take a hold of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on this Lions defense. And uh, I think this is going to be an opportunity for the Dolphins to kind of get a run game established because I just don't think the Lions defensive line is built to establish any kind of solid run defense. So uh, give me the Dolphins. They're favored by three and a half. I think that obviously goes without saying that they cross that threshold. Uh, give me the Dolphins big. Yeah, it just completely sucks for Dame Campbell. I think he's a great coach, great dude, great motivator. Like you said, you just can't outrun injuries. DeAndre Swift was looking like one of the best running backs in the league. Gets hurt for multiple weeks. Amon Ra having the season of his life gets hurt. Jared Goff was playing pretty decent, putting up three, four touchdown performances with 300 yards to go with it. Cooled off pretty hot or pretty quick. Jeff Okuda has been playing pretty well from what I've understood. I know they don't have a whole lot of big names on the defensive side, but it seems like he's been a true number one lockdown corner so far this season. Yeah, like you said, I mean, you just – Jalen Watt on Tyreek Killer, two of the best playmakers in the NFL, and they're on the same football team, and they run about the same 40s, and you just can't teach speed, and it's hard to guard speed. If Tua can hit them down the field, it's just going to be a long day, and if they can rebuild that connection from after Tua got hurt, it's just going to be pretty ugly for the Lions. Cardinals on the road at Vikings. I feel like this is another kind of situation where the Cardinals just aren't the same team that they were last year. Uh, yeah, I think Minnesota's got a really good chance to start off six and one and and really show that they're one of the top contenders in the East or in the NFC. Excuse me. What do you got? Just got to get Dalvin Cook going. He's had a pretty quiet season so far. Um, their offensive line has never really been super well, but Dalvin Cook's just kind of made things happen. Been a great running back for them so far. Justin Jefferson's a top five receiver in the league. He's been playing absolutely crazy this year. Kirk Cousins, I'm not a huge fan, but like you said, he's done enough to get him to six and one. I just their defense is still a pretty big question mark. Harrison Smith's older, Eric Kendrick's older. Uh Dalvin Tomlinson, I think, is still on that defensive line. He's older. Daniel Hunter, I don't think he's been having an amazing season. Lewis Sign just got hurt. I don't know if he's out for the year or not, but I know he was out for a pretty significant time. But if you can get Justin Jefferson going, it's going to be a long day for every defense you're playing no matter what. And if you can just somehow get Dalvin Cook to piggyback off that, the Vikings offense is going to be hard to stop no matter what. So my thing for this game is I'm really going to be watching the offenses because I don't think Minnesota on defense is going to be good enough really anywhere in the secondary to slow DeAndre Hopkins down enough if Kyler Murray has enough time to get him the football and they can scheme enough around that to get the rest of the offense flowing and playing real well. But I also think on the counter side of that that I don't think the Cardinals have anything in their secondary to be able to really compete with Justin Jefferson. Byron Murphy's good, uh, but he's just kind of a slower corner. Uh, unfortunately, I think he's kind of built more for that slot role to where he can kind of play overhang and that kind of thing. And and Buddha is more of your kind of strong safety, like playing in the box type of guy. You know, he has played over the top, but 
as you've seen. Now, granted, DK is an absolutely incredible athlete and one of the faster receivers in the league, but that chase down play, I still think that could have been just about anybody. Uh, anybody at the wide receiver position that could have, could have tried to make that play on him. So I, this one's actually kind of tough for me. And with Minnesota being only favored by four, I think that kind of puts me about where I'm at. If Minnesota wins, I think it's by field goal. Uh, I don't think they win by anything more than seven to 10 points. I think this one actually ends up pretty close, but I'm going with the Vikings and them starting six and one and getting a pretty nice foothold. Uh, on the NFC. Moving right along to Raiders at Saints. Uh, I know you have a bunch of thoughts about the Raiders. I'll let you go first. As crazy as it sounds, I'm going to have to take the Saints. The Raiders have just been, I want to say awful, but when you have, I don't know, is Darren Waller healthy? Still questionable. Still questionable. It's just, Darren Waller had a few good seasons and has just not been the same tight end. He's still a playmaker. He's still 6'6", 250, 260, and can run a 4'5", but he just hasn't been the same tight end. Hunter Renfro has been nowhere to be found this year, and it just leads to Derek Carr just kind of force-feeding Devontae Adams the football, and if that doesn't work, they're giving it to Josh Jacobs, who's been playing out of his – hundred times. I would say who's been playing – out of his mind the past few games. But other than that, they've just been absolutely atrocious this year. I don't know what it is. I thought this team was going to be crazy good, and they just haven't been that. So give me the Saints. They're just a well-coached team. They win football games. Andy Dalton isn't amazing, but being able to throw Taysom Hill in there, kind of give that – breakup of is he going to run is he going to pass is absolutely huge Alvin Kamara hasn't been that involved which is kind of a big question mark as to why that's happening but I have some playmakers on the outside get Michael Thomas healthy Jarvis Landry healthy defense is always going to be pretty good with Cam Jordan Demario Davis Marshawn Lattimore stuff like that so surprisingly give me the Saints but if the Raiders can prove me otherwise I'll be more than happy to root for them the rest of the season. I think this is the first time you and I have actually uh, disagreed. Uh, you and I recorded our college episode prior to this. I think this is the first time you and I have disagreed on either of these. I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. The Saints just have not looked good. Uh, you know, the Michael Thomas being out, Alvin Kamara is seemingly just in non-existence and in this offense is just mind-boggling to me. Uh, I think the Raiders can kind of right the ship, and I think they have enough on defense to account for Kamara if he starts getting involved more. I just I know what to expect more out of the Raiders, and after they had that pretty com- competitive uh, loss against the Chiefs, I just kind of believe in them a little bit more. You know, yeah, Darren Waller's not the same, and Renfro's not gotten as involved, but I think the Saints, this Saints team, is is a good way to kind of right the ship on that. So. Give me the Raiders in this one. I think it's super close, but I also wouldn't be shocked if the Saints find a way to pull it out. AFC ma- AFC East matchup here. Patriots on the road at Jets. Brace Hall does go down, but you get James Robinson. Jets are playing with their hair on fire right now, and uh, I want to hear you talk crap about Mac Jones some more. What do you got? I'm just going to take the overall emotion pick. Give me the Jets. They've been playing 
pretty well this year. I think most people thought that he, they were going to be a bottom five team with the roster that they had, and then they some random week explode for 50 points with Joe Flacco and have been basically on the up and up ever since. I know it's a blow that Brees Hall gets hurt with an ACL, but there's a whole lot worse running backs he could replace him with than James Robinson. I do think he might be questionable. I think he's coming off an injury or something like that. I can't fully remember, but if he's out there, he automatically gives you a better chance to win. Mac Jones sucks. This offense sucks, except for Ramondre Stevenson, who's been playing really well this season. They don't really have anybody on defense. Matt Judon, like I said, Devin McCourty's still out there running around at 40 years old. Kyle Duggar, I think, is okay, but they just – I think he's actually questionable for this game. And I think they do have a corner that's been playing pretty well. And Yeah, Jack Jones, the, yeah. the rookie. I would say he's been taking over for J.C. Jackson. He's been playing pretty well. But, yeah, I just don't love the Patriots. So, give me the emotion pick in the Jets. I think the Jets are just the better team. They're playing at home. And after the Patriots getting demolished by the Bears and their running attack, even if, you know, James Robinson isn't in full go, I know the Jets lost their Dodge Vera Tucker, and that's tough. But I just think the Jets are overall a better team right now. And I think the defense is going to be able to kind of stymie whatever Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi are going to be able to do on this offense. I don't trust any of these wide receivers right now. Devontae Parker had that one big week and then went right back to kind of be in scrub mode, Devontae Parker, unfortunately. So give me the Jets and give me the Jets easy. Titans on the road at Texans. Titans got off to a pretty ugly start at 0-2, but have since righted the ship and now have a full Stranglehold on the AFC South. I don't think they'll let that go. They finally went 2-0 against the Colts, uh, and I don't think that they change anything like that this weekend. You know, the Texans have some really nice pieces. Davis Mills is still kind of being Davis Mills, uh, looking a little bit rougher this year, but I think that's just because they've played better competition so far than what they did last year. Uh Damian Pierce is awesome. Uh, Brandon Cooks is still a decent deep threat. Nico Collins is fine. Uh, and then the defense, you have Desmond King. And Jalen Petrie. And that's it. So, give me the Titans. Nobody's going to stop King Henry uh, for this team. And I just saw this point spread. Tennessee's only favored by three. I think this gets ugly. Give me Titans. Huge. Yeah, I keep mine short and sweet. Any game that we've seen them play, Derrick Henry owns the Titans. He runs absolutely all over them. He's gone for 203 touchdown games. He absolutely owns the Texans, and I don't think that's going to change now. Give me the Titans, and like you said, I think it get ugly. You feed the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times this game, he's going to have a really big week, so give me the Titans. Commanders at Colts, this one's kind of interesting to me. Uh, I think the commanders have a better shot at this with Heineke starting. Matt Ryan is getting benched uh, for Sam Ellinger, of all people. So this game is super confusing all the way around, but I'm going to rock with the commanders because they have more continuity because they've had Heineke be the starter before. He has an established relationship with McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Antonio Gibson's kind of starting to get his role a little bit more figured out, and he's kind of getting a little bit more consistent. So I actually think the commanders could take this one. 
The Colts have just looked kind of ugly and discombobulated. I really hate that Ryan hasn't worked out up there, but you know, he's he's coming towards the end of of his career. So I'm going to take the Commanders in this one, kind of shockingly. See, so this is where we kind of disagree, but at the same time, not really. I think it's pretty pretty easy to say the Commanders are going to win this football game. Taylor Heineke, I think, has deserved his respect ever since he went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady in that playoff game. I know it was COVID, but, I mean, he's a talented quarterback. I think he deserves the respect. I think he can be a starter in this league. He's a great football player. I just – I think Taylor Heineke yeah, just – the Texans if they black him right now. I would say I think he's just gritty and he doesn't take anything for granted. He's a – you see him in any interview, he's real about everything. He doesn't BS anything. He's 100% confident about himself, but he just knows it's a business and all that. So – it's just really hard for me not to pick Taylor Heineke and really this game and just be a hundred percent all in. If you would have told me that the Rams and the 49ers would have been three and four and three and three respectfully, uh, or respectively, <laughs> uh, I would have told you you're crazy. Uh, I thought these were two of the better rosters in football. And in my opinion, I, I thought the Rams would, be a lot further along than what they are, especially with the addition of Allen Robinson. That's just not been the case. The Seahawks are in the lead for the NFC West right now, but I think whoever wins this football game will be the one that ends up winning this division. Uh, the Rams just, they don't look like the Super Bowl team we saw last year. And I, for whatever reason, I just got a gut feeling that's not going to change. I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. You know, yeah, you have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald's up to his old tricks. Jalen Ramsey's kind of not the same Jalen Ramsey this year. And besides Cooper Cup, it just doesn't look like anybody on this Rams offense wants to play. So give me the 49ers. I think they win a close one, and I think they become the favorites to win the NFC West. This is a really tough one because, like you said, I mean, Cooper Cup's just – Cooper Cup? I would say he's just a top five receiver in the league. He's looking guardable this year. And he's shown he can take over a football game if you feed him the football. But if you key in on him, I just don't know where else you'd go. Tyler Higby. Cam Akers has made it pretty vocal that he doesn't want to be on the Rams anymore. Their refusal to use Allen Robinson. I will take the 49ers. Like I said, I think it's going to be really close. I think it can go either way. Neither of these teams have looked great at all. I don't know what's happening, but sadly, I'm going to take the 49ers over Matthew Stafford and the Rams in a pretty close game, but these teams got to change it fast. Giants on the road at Seahawks. Who would have thought this would be where both of these teams are at? What do you got? I think you just have to take the Giants. They've been playing together. They've been playing as a team. They want to play for their coach. Saquon's been absolutely destroying the league in his revenge tour. Wondell Robinson has come on. I just – they're playing at a high right now, and you just kind of can't take it away from them. I know Geno Smith has just been playing absolutely out of his mind, but I don't know. I just have some weird faith in the Giants. I don't know if it's just from watching Bengal or what, but I'm definitely the fan of the Giants. 
I think that's my biggest thing in this game is I just don't know how much the Seahawks are going to be able to handle uh, Saquon Barkley. And interestingly enough, with how well this Giants defense has played, you know, you, had, you have DK, but I think the defense actually kind of plays into what Tyler Lockett does well, which is kind of find the open, get open, or find the open space, get there, sit down, and then have the opportunity for kind of run after catch. With the way that this defense kind of works, I think that kind of plays against that type of a player, whereas DK is just going to kind of do DK things. You know, Rashad Penny's out. Kenneth Walker has actually looked really well. Uh, and in the past couple of games that he's played. So I think, you know, he'll get his uh, against this Giants defense. But I'm with you. I don't know what it is, but I've got faith in this Giants team. And I think they can start out 7-1 and one easy. Uh, I think they have a chance to make a really big statement here and start 7-1 and one and come back from the depths of where this franchise has been. Uh, whenever they play the Cowboys again, I think they're going to challenge them hard. And they want this division. I don't know what it is, but they want this division, and I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Saquon. So, yeah, give me the Giants. I talked myself into it. Packers on the road at Bills for Sunday Night Football. Bills all day. I don't really have much else to say. Packers have looked like a poverty franchise. Bills are my Super Bowl favorites and looking like the best team in the league. I think it's really up to them, the Chiefs and the Eagles right now for the best team, and this offense and defense is just playing like a unit. So, give me the Bills pretty easily. I think at this point, really, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Eagles, I hate to say about the Giants, you know, I'll throw the Giants and the Titans in there just to kind of make it a, a three on each side uh, of the league. But I just don't think anybody outside of those six teams has a real shot at getting to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Uh I think if you threw the Chiefs and the Bills on the field and called that the Super Bowl, I think that'd be more than fair because I think the Chiefs are still better than the Eagles at this point. But I think we're just dead set on a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl at this point. Um, that's probably my pick now that we're halfway through the season. I don't expect just about anything else. Uh, and I think that'd be the perfect matchup to see with where this Eagles defense has been at. I would really like to see how they match up against this Bills offense and vice versa, I'd really like to see how this Bills defense, whenever they're playing well, they're playing well. I'd like to see how they handle the Seagulls' uh, rushing attack. So, but yeah, I, I I know that was kind of a tangent, but me and you just don't have much else to say. The Packers look terrible. Just give me the Bills all the live long day. Finally, we have Bengals at Browns for Monday Night Football. Uh I think the Browns could actually make this game pretty interesting because the Bengals struggle so much in the run game on defense. Um, Jamar Chase is also out for multiple weeks. So I actually think this game just got a whole lot more interesting, in my opinion. Bengals are still favored, and I think that's fair. Uh, I think the Bengals end up winning this game, but I think you're going to see another monster game from Nick Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb's the best running back in the league. Don't care. Don't care whose feelings it hurt. Who It hurts. Doesn't really matter to me. He's the best running back in the league. 100%. He does way more. I know we're both Derrick Henry fans, but he gets fed the ball 35 times a football game, 30 times. Nick Chubb gets max 18 carries and still has 150 yards and two touchdowns. He's the best running back in the league. It doesn't really matter. But like I said, if he has a monster game, this game's pretty close. But, I mean, they're not going to th- – 
Jacoby Brissett's not going to throw you into a win. Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense have actually been playing like the Bengals of old, which has been great to see. Like you said, Jamar Chase is out, but the two receivers that they do have in Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are still better than most receiving cores in the league. So if they can continue this hot streak, this I really don't know if this will be a football game. I think I have more faith in Joe Burrow kind of throwing them in throwing them into a win than having to rely on Nick Chubb just kind of running it continuously rather than having some help from Jacoby Brissett. So I think it's going to be a close one if Nick Chubb especially can have a huge day, but give me the Bengals. One more quick thing I'll say, and, and I think this is another reason why I think this could end up being a closer game. I just don't see this Bengals offensive line being able to perform against Miles Garrett. I just don't think it'll happen. Uh, I think Burrow's really going to have to work for it. So with Jamar Chase also being out, his kind of quick outlet, I really think you could see a lot of quick game stuff, and I think we could see Mixon being more involved to kind of loosen up that pressure. Uh, really interested to see how uh, how our boy Miles Garrett plays in this game. I am, Like I said, I am going to take the Bengals, though, but I think Nick Chubb could also be in for a monster day. But I also think Amari Cooper could be in for a monster day. I know you and I don't think the world of Jacoby Brissett, but this is the defense for him to have a pretty decent game for the Browns to kind of steal a W. So uh, it'll be a really interesting matchup, and it probably one of the first, you know, Monday Night Football interdivisional matchups we've seen this year. That's actually been one we're looking forward to. So that'll kind of wrap up our Week 8 preview. Uh, again, we kind of kept it short, sweet, and to the point. Got four teams on by, and, man, it's just been a nuts NFL season. We've seen so many injuries. I know you and I both said we were going to kind of keep this uh, Bucks-Ravens game towards the end, but just to kind of speak on the injuries – Mark Andrews has already went out. He's done for the game with a shoulder injury. He's listed uh, or he's listed as out. He was listed questionable at first, but now he's out. Shaq Barrett's out with an ankle, but injuries are riding through this league like crazy more than I feel like we've ever seen them. So it's just, it's been nuts to see, but Bucks and Ravens are tied up 10-10 right now. With the way that the game is playing right now, I would say the Ravens look like they might be able to eke this one out just because the Bucks' offense has been unable to do anything ever since the first touchdown of the game. I'm going to take the Ravens to pull this one out. They seem like they're starting to move the ball okay on this Bucks defense, so give me the Ravens to close this one out. Yeah, I'll be pretty confident choosing the the Ravens in this one. Like I said, the Bucks' offense has just been out of sync, terrible playing, terrible looking. I really don't know what it is. I figured a 50-year vet and Tom Brady could somehow get an offense playing together, but he just hasn't this year, and it just doesn't look like it's going to change. The Ravens have a really good offense, and they're moving the football. So give me the Ravens in this one, and I think we'll probably end up winning this game 28-10. I don't really see them scoring any, or the Bucks scoring anytime soon, maybe a field goal, but I think the Ravens can make it a pretty good game. Really appreciate everyone uh, sticking with us. Again, this is our week eight NFL preview. Uh, please check out the show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please re- leave us a review. It helps us a whole lot. Leave us questions. Interact with us during games. Uh, post questions. Anything that you can think of, please interact with us. We look forward to it. 
we have plenty of opinions to share and we have plenty of opinions we want to hear. So, uh, again, thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk to you soon.